One of the questions we are asked a lot is what does it mean to grieve the Holy Spirit? And although it could mean a lot of different things, we can see what the Bible was referring to by looking at it in context. Today, what does it mean to grieve the Holy Spirit? Hi, this is Robert Furrow, and welcome to Hot Topics. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. It goes without saying that we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Isaiah says when the children of Israel grieved him. Listen to Isaiah 63:10. But they rebelled and grieved the Holy Spirit, so he turned himself against them as an enemy, and he fought against them. So rebellion is grieving the Holy Spirit, at least one of the things in the Old Testament. The context of the command in the New Testament not to grieve the Holy Spirit can help us to understand what kind of rebellion that is. Ephesians 4, 29 through 32 says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So we see the rebellion of grieving the Holy Spirit in the book of Ephesians is contentiousness having malice towards other believers. Malice is that desire to hurt someone. We don't wanna let any corrupt word proceed from our mouth that would tear someone down. And that's why he says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And on the opposite side, we are walking in love when we are kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you or us. This helps us to understand that it is rebellion when we tear down one another, when we are not gentle, when we argue, when we are contentious, when we purposely hurt one another. Listen to what Peter says about it as well in 1 Peter 3, 8 through 12. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessings, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see long days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Here, doing evil is not having compassion on one another, not loving a brother, not being courteous, not being tender-hearted. We see again that God cares most about the way we treat other people around us. The mercy we give is the mercy we'll receive. The judgment we judge with is the way that we are going to be judged. It's interesting that the context of the passage that introduces the fruit of the Spirit is contentions taking place in the churches in the region of Galatia. So Paul ultimately tells them, walk in the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These things will help us not to have divisions or contentions among brethren. Galatians 5.15, which opens this passage says, but if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. 
And then the passage closes in Galatians 5, 25 through 26. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Paul's response to these contentions is walk in the spirit, which he says twice in this passage. Let's consider a few things that the Bible says about contention. First of all, its definition. It is a heated disagreement. Similar words are dispute, argument, discord, conflict, friction, enmity, strife, disharmony, quarreling, feuding, which are things that we should not be doing even with enemies, but especially with other believers. Proverbs 15:1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The idea is to stop wrath before it starts. Proverbs 18, 19 says, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Once you've offended a brother, to win him back is extremely difficult. Proverbs 17, 14 says, the beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. Boy, this is good marriage advice as well. The beginning of strife is like releasing water. It's very difficult to overcome the strife and there's a lot of pain in it. It's better to stop it before it even begins. Titus 3.10 says to the leaders in the church, reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition. The word reject can also mean remove. Being divisive is so bad within the church that if someone's doing it, you give them a warning and you warn them again. And if they still are divisive, you remove them. It doesn't mean they can't repent and come back, but it does mean you get rid of the divisiveness from the midst of the church. Listen to what Jesus said about bearing fruit. He said in Matthew 12, 33, either make the tree good and the fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. And so when Paul says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, he's telling us that that is who we are and that's the fruit that comes out of it. If we walk by the deeds of the flesh, they include contentiousness, divisions, and outbursts of wrath. The way we overcome mistreating people, being gentle and kind, correcting people with gentleness is to walk in the spirit. And it goes on to say in Galatians, if you live in the spirit, therefore walk in the spirit. Jesus said in John 15, five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. When a vine abides the branch, fruit is the result. May we walk in the spirit, may we abide with Christ, and may the fruit of the spirit be the sign that you are a tree that produces good fruit. God bless you, we'll see you next time on Hot Topics.